Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know but no he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise making a story making sure his click stays up that means when he puts it down toxic picking it up let's go he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill up and all We're just putting ourselves in a hole all the time We're not winning first downs And you know a gain of three would get us to second seven. We've been playing a lot of second ten, second twelve, second thirteen. So I think that would help us uh, with more drives, you know, sustaining some drives. Obviously, pretty consistent. We haven't been very good in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. When we get down there, uh, you know, we got a big turnover Saturday. I think it was on the 38, and, uh, you know, kicked a field goal out of it you know that would have been a huge momentum for us if we would have went down and scored we have to move the pocket we have to move the pocket because we can't protect it we can't we can't sit back there and protect protect him and that's okay we know that so we we've got to move the pocket all right a little word of wisdom or two from sam Pittman as we welcome you in live from the 1037 The Buzz Golf Tournament today. We may want to just like pick this up and move it outside, Wes. We are at uh, Burns Park today. Normally, of course, we do this over across the river in Little Rock, but we are over here today and thrilled to be here. Course looks phenomenal. They just had a big event out here with pros and amateurs last week. Talked to Steve Ralston, the pro out here, said he was thrilled with the way things turned out. They had a great uh, collection, I guess, of both pros and amateurs. But uh, Burns Park obviously is a golf staple around Arkansas and certainly here in central Arkansas, and they've been through a lot the last year or so with uh, the tree damage, but they have really done a nice job of cleaning things up, and the course looks awesome. I've heard nothing but good things from the golfers this morning, and uh, looking forward to being out here all day. Today, we're going to hand it off to Out of Bounds, and we're done, but if you can't make it out today, make it a point if you're a golfer to come out this way and, and enjoy what they've got to offer here at Burns Park, but uh, I want to thank them again for working with us. It's been great, and we are looking forward to being here all day. We'll be talking about Razorback football, among other things. Lots of guests today, Wes and Christian, and uh, happy to be here, but certainly happy to talk to a few folks who can't make it over here today as well. It is maybe a blessing in disguise, the tornado that came through here and ripped out so many trees. It is, it's opened up the course, and it's allowed the wind to blow through. It's not as stagnant. Uh, the grass is able to grow a little bit better because there's not so much shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's still, I mean, you know, lined with all these big, beautiful trees. But I, I think it's even better now after the tornado and after all the cleanup. And you know, it was a, a mess and it was a heartache at the time. But I think it's better off right now, and it looks fantastic. I played not too long ago out here. Yeah, and it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the best shape I'd ever seen the course in. Yeah, well, I'm happy for them. They I know they worked their butts off over here. And Again, when you're a municipal course, it's always tough from a budget standpoint, but they do the most they can with it. We've got a busy day today. We're going to do the most of what we've got as well. We're going to be joined in about 10 minutes. Speaking of golf, Trey Chappell joined us. John Daly Jr., we were talking about yesterday a little bit. He had a spectacular opening day in the Stevens Cup, or opening round in the Stevens Cup. They didn't finish the second round as Trey predicted they wouldn't yesterday, but We'll get an update on that from him as he's hanging out over in the Dallas area today to talk about that. We've got I Did Not See That Coming. That is a presentation of Business World. We'll go through some of the things that surprised us this weekend. Um, we've got Clint Conk coming up at 1030, thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service. Zach Williams, Razorback defensive lineman, will join us, courtesy of Fence Brokers. And by all accounts, sounds like Arkansas has not 
gotten their dauber down, but I think a lot of the fans have. So let me stop here for a moment before we go through the rest of the lineup. And Christian, that leads us to our question of the day today. And for some fans, again, I think it's funny. I get it, but I think it's funny to some degree how everybody's like foaming at the mouth to get football started. They cannot wait. They're so excited. And then things go a little sideways, and everybody's ready to call it quits halfway through the season. But the question of the day relates to that. And honestly, with what the promise is of Arkansas basketball, I kind of get it. Yes. Uh, have you already turned the page to Arkansas basketball? Yes or no? I'm not I answering. Haven't. Oh, I haven't really thought that much about basketball. I will I mean, tell we you. had the red-white game, and that's it. Now, I am more eagerly anticipating basketball than I am watching Arkansas football every weekend, but I'm still going to watch. That's me. I think that's that would be a fair assessment of where I'm at with it. I'm going to watch every week. I'm also personally completely self-serving here. Glad the next two games are at 11 because it certainly works a lot better with my schedule, but it's not ideal for the fan base. I get that. Now, luckily, you know, one of those at least is on the road, so that's good for Arkansas probably too. Yeah, kind of the Mississippi State homecoming game. That's that's kind of a, a bummer that it's eleven o'clock game. But if they win, you can go out and party all over Dixon all Street night. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you lose, well, I don't want to talk go out about and that. Party all night. That's true. Win or lose, we booze. Got the red white report brought to you by Big O Tires. More from Coach Pittman. Pat Bradley will join us. Speaking of hoops, courtesy of River City Flooring. See if he's got any thoughts after the red white game. Uh, we got Eli Craner from Jackalope Cycling, Cycling, courtesy of Jackalope Cycling, I should say, coming up at 11.45. And then in the final hour, West, some lady that you're pretty familiar with, Allison Courtney, going to join us over here. Uh, really important production that's being put on over the Argena Community Theater called One Ninth, and it is about the uh, Little Rock Nine. And apparently she, um, Spirit Tricky, wrote this by going through her mother's diary and taking some of her personal accounts and turning it into a stage production. I can't wait to see it next week, uh, but it's obviously a very important thing to, uh, you know, we talk a lot about not letting younger people forget about the things that people went through back in the day. Mm -hmm. And for us, this is back in the day. This is, you know, predates all of us, but it's, it's certainly important to remember that it wasn't so long ago that these are the kinds of things that were going on, and obviously it is a very landmark uh, moment in Arkansas history. Yeah, this is uh, it's a it's a powerful show. Uh, something I think a lot of people will want to see and should see. Uh, but more important, I know they're bringing in a lot of kids uh, and, and having schools come in and see this. And it's something that uh, I think it's great for this area what they're doing. And uh, it, it is. It's going to be a it's a huge night. Or I mean, it's a the. I guess the the big night is uh, next Tuesday, a week a week from tonight, and uh, but then the play is going to be going on for a while. But yep, she'll she'll be joining us at twelve thirty, kind of describe everything and let you know about the opportunities you have to see this. Uh, we were emailing this morning, so I didn't know if you had talked to her. Cause I, know you I, guys I did are, not. You guys are both running in separate circles. I make sure she knew she was. We were here. Yeah, uh, you know, our, our whole whole uh, sleep schedule got thrown off going to L.A. this weekend and taking a red eye uh, Sunday night. I, uh, I I didn't get to nap yesterday, and she did, and so she wasn't as tired last night as I was, and so I went to bed, and she stayed up a little later, and I think that's when she was emailing this morning, and or late last night. So I mean, we email pretty regular anyway, but do you? I probably should start doing that. No, probably kidding. better communication. Uh, last night in the NFL, it was a competitive, ugly game. You know, uh, <laughs> tough day for Jordan Love. He threw as many picks as Dak Prescott last night. And as many touchdowns, I guess, as, as Kittle had. His, he, he had the same number of picks as Kittle had touchdowns the other day. But anyway. He um, did not look good. I, I watched the Manning cast. That, that's the only thing that saved that game. It's becoming uh, more common, it, isn't it? It is. Um, and it was fantastic. You can see the pain in Eli and Peyton's face watching these quarterbacks play. They're like play. these scrubs. What, yes. what, are you, what are they doing? He, he's open, just throwing the ball. Let it go. Let it. He's not going to get any more. You know, it's like... These guys are wanting receivers to be wide open before they throw it. And they're like, no, you, you've got to throw that. that that's there. Throw it. What, 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 not, not to the other side. You, you know, they, they, they were just uh, at a loss for words at times. It was uh, bad quarterback play, both sides. But, man, Love did not look good at, at all. Not at all. And Garoppolo didn't look much better. Uh, here is uh, one of the missteps for Love. This one closed things out. Four-man rush. Love. End zone. Intercepted. Good night. Picked off by a man.
Anderson. Yep. The Mannings try to, to uh, be s- nice. Yeah. They, they don't want to hammer it. Watson should have been hammered on that play. He, you can't, as a big wide receiver, go up and try to make that like falling away as the ball is coming down. He's got to go up over that cornerback and make the play. If not make the play, if not make the catch, you, you keep him from catching that ball. But Watson just went up and and just kind of jumped backwards, hoping to catch it as it was coming down in his belly. You know, as a big wide receiver, you got to stop, jump, high point that. And if the, and maybe the quarterback runs into you and you get pass interference and you get the ball down by the goal line. But I just thought his attempt there was very poor. Mm-hmm. And even once he saw what happened, he went to the bench and just had his head down and he realized that he, he didn't make a good enough effort to, to uh, keep that from being intercepted or making a play himself. Chris, we've got two 5-0 teams in the NFL. Did we get a result on our poll from yesterday? Yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, I was going to ask, have we had a good NFL primetime game this year yet? Oh, I'd have to think about it. Like, I we've mean, had some close games like Saints-Panthers, but it wasn't a good game. Was the opening game good? It was a good matchup. Did it yeah, Lions-Chiefs was a good game. I will say that. Yeah, yeah that's right. The Lions won. The very first one. Yeah, that's right. Look at me. I remembered one. Kind of. Uh, by the way, I'll talk about it, and I did not see that coming, but I just finally got my fantasy team together. I picked up A-Chain off waivers, <laughs> and he had a great week. And then I had just Jordan or Justin Jefferson had a bad week, but I was like, that's okay. Yeah. And now he is out. And A-Chain is out. Do you have James Conner, too? I do not. Oh. Makes sense, though. Christian, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the best team in the NFL, 49ers won the vote at 79%. Eagles got second place at 10%. Uh, Which streaming service do you use most was our other question of the day. Netflix won at 56%. Second was Hulu at 21%. Okay. Interesting. Uh, our friends from Corky's are here for the Buzz Golf Tournament. Joe Klein can't join us tomorrow. He has been running all over the place. Speaking engagement today, just got back from a vacation. Uh, he's a busy man, but uh, we do appreciate our friends at Corky's, and apparently they're going to set up the food either right outside our door here at Burns Park or just inside, preferably. I think maybe inside. That's good. It's going to get loud in here today, son, during the uh, lunch hour, if that's the case. You want to just move outside at the top of the hour? It may not be the worst it's idea we've ever had. It's, it's great outside, so nice. and yeah, the echo in here is maybe not going to be great with all the folks. So, I don't know. We'll see. I want to have a chance to visit with people, too, so we'll, we'll play it by ear. But anyway, um, Trey Shab coming up in just a second. Let me give you a couple other notes from uh, the world of sports. Oklahoma, bad news for them. I don't have a college fantasy team, but if I did, maybe I would have had Andrew Anthony on it. He's their leading receiver from yardage standpoint, and he is out for the season with a knee injury. So big blow to that top-notch offense. He's a Michigan transfer, got hurt in the fourth quarter against Texas, had five catches for 42 in the game, 27-4-29 and a touchdown on the season. I'm guessing they've got other dudes who can catch the ball and they'll be okay, but obviously not ideal. Speaking of football, a couple of American sports could return to the Olympics when the games come to L.A. in 2028. Baseball, huge fan of that idea. Mm -hmm. Flag football, eh. Both I don't get that the, one. Uh, I don't either. Both on the Olympic Committee conversation. The Olympic and Paralympic Games proposed the following sports for inclusion. Baseball, softball, that should be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. That should be an automatic absolute forever and ever. Yeah. Flag football, eh. Cricket, eh, eh. Lacrosse, okay. Lacrosse seems fine for, for Olympics to me. Well, most and of the squash. world plays cricket other than us. Nah, I don't think so. Okay, Europe and... Africa and Asia, they all play cricket, I believe. Australia, New Zealand. So a lot of the world. America, South America? I think we may be the only ones that don't play it. North America and South America. Do they play it in Canada? Do they play it in I said North America and South America. Oh, you're saying North America and South America don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. I bet there are some South American countries that probably do. But anyway, I I could live without it, is my point. Flag Uh, football shouldn't make it. Yeah, I agree. What's squash? Squash, uh, it's it's a vegetable, isn't it? Squash is like a form of racquetball, I think. But like handball, racquetball, squash. Like I don't know what the difference uh-uh. between squash and racquetball is. Or maybe it's more like tennis. I don't know. When's pickleball going to become an Olympic sport? It's it's trending in that direction. I would be okay with that. Yeah. We got tennis and ping pong already in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is pickleball blowing up like in Europe and over? I was just thinking that in the back across of my head. the world. I was just thinking about that. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Breakdancing is making an Olympic debut next year. It's not under consideration to be added to the 28 games, though. So it's making. So it's going to be in year. next year, but but it's going to be out. Or is it? You know, they do these uh, sports where it's almost like a test run. Yeah, trial that's run, probably what it is. A ceremonial. Sport. Well, why don't they do that at like world you, championships or something? How do you become like the 
the representative for breakdancing. Like, I don't know. Here's what bothers me. I don't like stuff where you're you're based on judging. I mean, you can't help it with gymnastics. I get that. There are certain things that you can't do anything about. But like, I don't know. There seems like it would be somewhat subjective. We just need to watch Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, and maybe we can get in there. Speaking of the Olympics, did you see that uh, Joel Embiid has decided he's going to play for the United States? Yeah, that happened last week. As I said before. That would be nice. Yeah, we just didn't talk about it. Um, Anyway, that's uh, that's good. If you're France, are you mad? Well, uh, I think if you're Cameroon, you're probably mad. Well, he holds French and American citizenship. I know he was born in Cameroon, but... So he got French citizenship because they said he was a a foreigner who had... uh, interest in becoming a French citizen. He's never lived in France or anything. We got to get Jokic American citizenship yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I need the United States to bury people again. I need the best team on the floor every night out. And they probably will. Yeah, it's we're going to get easier it this to pull time. it together, but yeah, I I wanted to win by 40 again. I miss those days. Last but not least, Deion Sanders apparently aiming to make a ton of coin off of his famous catchphrases. TMZ Sports reporting he is going to file trademarks or has filed trademarks for Bull Junk and Give Me My Theme Music. Just days after filing for the terms, working or twerking, and ain't nobody care. Cool. Good luck with that. T-shirt coming soon. No doubt. Probably a whole bunch of them. All right, let's check in with Trey Schaap, who's at the Stevens Cup this morning. Hit me a liner, and let's roll out to Dallas. Coverage of the third annual Jackson T. Stevens Cup from Trinity Forest Golf Club in Dallas, Texas is presented by Stevens. Stevens, focusing on relationships over transactions. Can I get a little I'm all right from uh, Kenny Loggins, please? It just puts me in the golf mood. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. We should, we should start every hour with it today. Trey Schaap, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, buddy. It's funny. We were talking about uh, John Daly Jr. yesterday, and... Yeah. He had a heck of a first round, and you were predicting yesterday they would not finish the second round. That turned out to be the case. How are things going with him now? Well, he he actually did finish his second round. He okay. finished shooting a 67, so he is five under par for the uh, the or shot five under par. Pardon me, he is seven under par for the tournament, and he sits tied for eight. Uh, the Arkansas Razorback men, however, are in last place, but. Mm. They shot 14 under par as a team. That's terrible. Yeah. 14 under par as a team. What, Florida what's the State leader at? Really, yeah. Uh, 35 under. Dear Lord. These guys are too good Florida at Florida State. Florida State shot 18 under par, their second 18. And that bested. Uh, they shot 271 in their first round, so that's 17 under, and 270 in their second round. So they're 35 under par. Over 36 holes with 18 more to play today. That's insane. Hmm. LSU second, SMU. Yeah, okay, Connor Gaunt. Uh, Connor Gaunt, the uh, uh, player for LSU from Arkansas, from Cabot, Arkansas, is tied for second individually. Wow. He sits at minus 10. Uh, so he backed up the uh, eight under par 64 with a 70. And so he is, let's see, I believe he's one off the lead individually and yes he is he's tied with a uh, player from Florida State and then how about this name Tiger Christensen from Arizona is at 11 under par on the men's side on the women's I, side uh, not as good yeah. not as good uh, the really? Razorbacks are yeah they're in 8th or the, pardon me 6th place they're at minus 4 so a lot of work to do to try and get into the top 4 to where you play match play tomorrow Okay, so they'll finish, is it two rounds of, of stroke play? No, just one more round of stroke play today. So it's 54 holes of stroke play, okay. and then you have the individual champions crowned at the end of today, and then tomorrow it's match play with the top four seeds. And, and guys, it's something. I was just talking to Matt Trantham, one of the uh, the administrators for the University of Arkansas who's down here. Hunter Yurichek, by the way, is on his way here as well to support Warren and the event. The, the the teams that don't qualify for the match play, they lose a playing date in their calendar. And so last year with Arkansas trying to be in that 500 to where they could qualify for the NCAA tournament, you have to uh, be in that 500 to be able to qualify for the NCAA tournament. They were trying to find another date to play. Now, they were able to actually get in and actually play better in some events late in the spring last year, but... 
some of these schools, they will immediately turn around after today if they don't qualify for the match play and try and find a tournament in the spring to get into if they feel like they're going to be on the bubble of 500 or not. Okay. Interesting. If that makes All right. sense. So long shot for Arkansas's men and women to get in, you're telling me? I think so. Just looking at the scores and, and where they stack up right now. Now, not to say that some of these schools could go out and Florida State could lay an egg. I mean, Arkansas beat Florida State head-to-head earlier this year at the Folds of Honor up in Michigan. But uh, Florida State, they look pretty dominant right now on this on this layout, if you will. What are the uh, What are the rules on going pro as a golfer? Do you have to be in school for a certain amount of time once you go to college? No, no. You go to pro anytime. You can go. Yeah, all you want to do is say, "Okay, I'm done being an amateur. I want to play for money." Uh, well, I'm not even. Yeah, I mean, an amateur, Justin, if you wanted to go pro today, yeah, at just the declare? Buzz Golf Tournament, you could mm-hmm. declare, "Hey, I'm playing for money now." Yeah, it'd be weird to do that <laughs> since I'm not playing. But um, oh, yeah, I think I I'll you're passing. No, I got some work to do this <laughs> afternoon, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know what. Have you have any idea like what his plans are as far as I'm talking about daily? What his plans are as far as what he might want to do? Is he going to try to finish school, or you think he might go pro early, or what? Nah, I, I really don't know, and I'm hoping that once go November him. gets here, because <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to him earlier today because he was sitting out. I mean, the rest of the team was here. They had three guys that still had to finish, and he and Thomas yeah. Curry were done, and. I think uh, sometime in November I'm going to get up to Fayetteville. We're going to sit down with him and uh, uh, Maria Jose Maureen, who's the outstanding freshman for the, the women that stands about four foot eleven and hits the ball. I mean, just crushes it off the tee, and it's straight every time. In fact, her driver comes up to her chin, the top of wow. her driver when she stands it up. So I'm going to sit down <laughs> with him, I, I think, for, for a podcast episode in November. So, yeah, I was kind of talking to J.D. about that, or as, as Coach McMakin likes to call him, L.J., Little John. Little John, I like L. that. J. Trey, good stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll uh, we'll catch up again tomorrow. All right, guys. Hopefully we're talking about the Razorbacks in match play, but it'll be a stretch. All right, let's go. I hope that happens, too. Real quick before we hit our first break, Clint Conn coming up. I uh, wanted to mention baseball last night. I was watching the baseball game with uh, the Braves last night. Mm-hmm. Coach Coach Brown at his show up at Walk-Ons in Conway, he's a big Braves guy. And so he was pretty upset about the way things were going. And then we were there watching it when everything went down with the home run and then the great defensive play at the end. Here's how it finished last night for the Braves with a walk-off double play that was out of the ordinary and then some. Here he comes. Riley in the air to left field on the run, Marsh! There it goes! Austin Riley has given the Braves the lead in the eighth! As clutch as it gets, Austin Riley puts Atlanta up 5-4. He deals a 2-2, Castellanos in the air to right center field, Harris is on the run, Harris at the track, he leaped, and he makes the catch! Harris the second and the wheels were in motion he shocked Harper that he caught that ball it was Austin Riley who was backing up the throw that initially got away Frenchie and the man who hit the homer to give the Braves the lead gets the final out with a heads up play yeah, he was in a pickle, Harper was. I get it, because you're down one run. You want to put yourself in a position to score there if you can, and it looked like it was going to be a long shot to make the play. That ball just kept carrying and carrying. It looked like it was going to be an easy out initially to me. Mm-hmm. That ball just kept going and going. I was like, uh-oh. And then a great catch against the wall, and obviously Harper gets doubled off. So Braves win at 5-4. Diamondbacks over the Dodgers. They're up two zip now on L.A. So Arizona riding the uh, the hot wave. So we'll see. Got a couple games tonight. I'm trying to pull up the schedule for this evening on game times. but You got uh, the Astros and Twins, 3 o'clock on Fox. And as soon as that's over, they go straight into the Orioles and Rangers on Fox. Texas can eliminate Baltimore tonight. Did you hear Joe Buck and, uh, and Troy Aikman last night talking about that? No. This is pretty funny. 
And I think this is probably the way it is for a lot of people, um, especially with baseball, because a lot of fans, even if it's your team, you don't start watching until the postseason. But listen to this clip last night on, on Monday Night Football. I thought it was pretty funny. Speaking of October, how about my Rangers? Now they're I'm on that bandwagon. Oh, yeah, you bet you I are. am. I'll give you $100 if you can name four players for the Rangers. You know, there was a time when I didn't have to work with you in October. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened to those days. Yeah, those are long gone. You're stuck. <laughs> Bye, Rangers. Third down and one. Hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Way to call him out, Joe Buck. That may be the best thing he's ever done in his career. That's a good comeback, though. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. What happened to you, Buck? I mean, Why aren't I, you doing the games? I would think, like, if you're not following him now, I, I just, I'm like, come on, bro. You can name four Rangers, I bet. I won't, I won't put you on the spot. You better be ready yeah, by the okay. time they make the championship series. Yeah. I won't put you on the spot. 10-31. We're going to hit a break. It is uh, the Buzz Golf Tournament. We're out here at Burns Park. Absolutely stunning day. And, look, we had a couple of listeners drop by earlier. Even if you're not playing, just come over and say hello. We'd love to see you. Give them a high five. We've got a busy day. Click Con coming up. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. This is Sports Center. Big comeback for the Atlanta Braves last night. They beat the Phillies 5 to nothing. They fell in a 4 nothing hole in the sixth inning. They got one run. They got two in the seventh and two in the eighth. Travis Darno in a two-run home run, as did Austin Riley, to put the Braves up for good. They got a game-winning double play to even the series at one game apiece. The surprise of the National League was the Arizona Diamondbacks, who topped the Los Angeles Dodgers 4-2 to two to take a two-games-to-nothing lead over the Dodgers in the National League Divisional Series. Zach Allen went five and two-thirds, allowing just two runs in his start, and the bullpen the rest of the way did not surrender a run as, once again, the Diamondbacks are returning home with a two-games-to-zero lead with a chance to close things out back in Arizona. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Ah, not again. Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to me, When is my luck gonna change? And I was like, You need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, Yeah! Good idea, bro. Tom was winning big money. People were cheering and kisses. My man was like, This is amazing! His losing streak was finally over. Man, I cannot believe my luck. Believe it. Because when you're in Tunica, you're always a winner. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Erectile dysfunction is a very serious medical issue. It affects over 60% of men over 45. This can be caused from low testosterone, high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate issues, and high cholesterol. The staff at the Little Rock Men's Clinic are specialists in treating these issues. Our medical specialists will determine your specific problem and develop a treatment plan for your specific needs. Our treatments have helped thousands of men with a 96% success rate. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. Now through October 31st, our office visit is only $79. That includes your exam, blood work, and testos. If our specialist can't prove to you that the treatment works, your office visit is absolutely free. I am 58 years old. I have more energy, and I am performing like I am 21 again. I feel amazing. Come to the Little Rock Men's Clinic. We treat low T, ED, Peyronie's disease, and offer a male enhancement procedure. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. That's 501-382-9516. Or visit littlerockmensclinic.com. You're listening to the Zone with Justin Acre and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. 
taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Coach, good to hear from you. How are uh, how are you doing today? I know you're out and about, and we are too over at the Buzz Golf Tournament. How's how's things? Good. I'm 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 back in enemy territory. I'm in the uh, Tupelo Oxford area, and uh, well, the Rebels are riding high over here this week. But uh, anyway, uh, beautiful day. I'm sure it's a beautiful uh, sunny day there in, in in Little Rock as well. Wish I was with you guys. We are quite pleased to be here. i got to tell you, our friends at Burns Park have been gracious hosts, and it's been a lovely start to the day. So, yeah, looking forward to it. But uh, let's delve into this game from the other day. Arkansas, another near miss for them. Competitive ball game. Defense played pretty well. Offense not good enough. And, obviously, a turnover late sealed the deal for Ole Miss, being able to pull that one out. But, uh, you know, gave themselves some chances despite all the issues up front. Yeah, you know, we talked about last week, and we have – several times over the years about the Southeastern Conference being a line of scrimmage league and, you know, Arkansas is just not being able to get enough push up front and I think it's causing some uh, timidness and indecision by Sanders and some of the other running backs and then obviously Jefferson, in my opinion, you know, it's it's the the casualties of all the hits and the hurries that he's taken that uh, he just doesn't seem to be um, playing with a whole bunch of confidence, in my opinion. And uh, the late pick really hurt, obviously. Uh, but, again, in- inability to run the football. Uh, still had, uh, as a team, you know, some untimely penalties. And then, of course, the late turnover uh, kind of sealed the deal. But uh, you mentioned the defense. I thought they flew around. Again, very competitive, very game effort. Uh, they-, they looked intentional the way they were moving around with confidence. Um uh, they were able to contain contain Ole Miss, really a team that been averaging over forty points a game, and, and they somewhat contained them and gave you know gave their team a chance to win. Uh, the bright spot continues to be Cam Little. I mean, what fifty six West, fifty six yard field goal, I think. Yeah. And um, yep. And then Fletcher, you know, punting the football, I, I thought for the most part was pretty effective. So uh, the st- uh, Washington stepping up uh, at the tight end position mm-hmm. obviously was a, a pleasant surprise, but uh, again, just. Uh, you know, a couple hundred yards of offense is not going to get it done week in and week out in the Southeastern Conference, and not being able to get a push and then protect the quarterback, I think, is having an effect on both Sanders in the run game, causing hesitation to me, uh, indecisiveness, and not being intentional with what he's doing, getting his shoulder pad square and downhill. And then I think some of the hits and the sacks that Jefferson has uh, taken, um, fundamentally he's breaking down and you know not going through his, through his reads, in my opinion, quick enough and making the right decisions consistently with accuracy. And that showed up late in the game. But uh, the defense played well. I mean, look, when you can't convert third and fourth downs consistently, 40 50%, and you can't get touchdowns in the red zone, that's just too much pressure for a defense to hold up. And uh, that showed up again on Saturday. Coach, when you talk about offensive line, they reshuffled all week. I guess that was the, the point. They were trying to move some guys around to give them a better chance. And then you just scrap the whole damn thing at halftime. What is a former coach, do you react? What's your reaction to such, such activities? It looks like a cluster to me. Um, it's searching for answers um, and not finding the ones that you really want. And now, when they went back to the original starting five that they've had for most of the year, they actually played a little bit better. So that's the, maybe that's, you know, put that to rest and that's the group they'll stay with if they're healthy. Uh, moving forward, um, but still, you know, wasn't quite good enough to get it done. Another close loss. You know, you go back to all these one-score games pretty much, uh, and, uh, you know, a play or two here or there, a third-down conversion, a fourth-down conversion, swap a touchdown for a field goal, and you may have a different outcome, but, um, you know, if frogs had wings, they'd fly. So, you know, you, you try to do the best you can, and you move on. What do you do now, Coach? I mean, they are who they are. Can the offense? You are who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything to make us feel a little better? Like there's some hope for the rest of the season? 
Well, you're probably not going to get a whole bunch of hope in Tuscaloosa this week. Um, you know, Wes, I mean, you just go to work. I mean, I, I've been through seasons like this where you don't feel like you can run it. You don't feel like you can throw it effectively or you can't stop the run. And, you know, you just go to work. You take the guys that you have, you coach them up, and uh, you just do the best you can schematically. You know, one of the things you try to do shorten the game. You know, you tried everything you can to shorten the game. And uh, the NCAA is helping you with that right off the bat because the clock never stops for the most part till inside of two minutes. But even try to shorten the game uh, uh, even more from a coaching perspective. Try to get into the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And instead of trying to run 70 plays a game, try to run 50 efficient, the best 50 efficient plays that you can. And, um, and then just, you know, schematically try to put your players in the best position matchup-wise on offense. Try to get the ball out of his hand quick. We've talked about that every week. And then, you know, count on your defense because they are playing pretty dead gum good ball. I mean, you, there's an argument to be made that in most of the games this year they played winning football or good enough to win. And, uh, you know, you just, you know, block out the outside noise the best that you can and focus on the task of, of that day in practice of getting better. And the coaches have to come up with a good plan and just fundamentally try to get better. Uh, they're hurt. I know they're beat up. There's a lot of teams in college football now that are beat up. But, you know, how good is their depth? That's what, you, you know, you, you're going to see this week. But I don't envy them going into a, a place like Tuscaloosa this week where they're playing with a lot of confidence, big road win at Texas A&M. And I think they've hit their stride and found their identity, that's for sure. Arkansas has been fortunate in a couple situations maybe where they get a little bit of a drop-off from a team from a focus standpoint. Obviously, Ole Miss had a huge win against LSU the week before, and I'm hoping that Alabama going on the road and squeak one out against A&M will have a similar effect. But Alabama unfocused or Alabama maybe not quite as motivated as still Alabama. And this isn't a vintage team maybe for Coach Saban, but plenty good enough to handle but, Arkansas. Can you see a scenario where Arkansas makes this game competitive? Remember we talked about Slim last week, right? <laughs> Slim, Slim Slim's moving over to Tuscaloosa this week, too. Um, yeah. It's going to be a tough get. I mean, because here's the thing that Alabama does well. They defend the run well. They can pressure the quarterback. Those are things that Arkansas is not doing well, and they can run the football. And uh, whether you're at home or on the road, if you can play good run defense and you can run the football, uh, you can dominate a football game. And, uh, you know, I think Milrow has settled in. They know what he can do. He throws deep ball, that's for sure. I mean, he has thrown some incredible deep balls. You know, now if you've got to get him into the short and intermediate range, that's where he struggles. But I think that they will try to take advantage of some deep opportunities against the uh, Arkansas secondary. But they can run the football. I mean, and then when they do throw it, you know, you've got a guy like uh, Burton, who's just coming off a career game, so he's playing with a lot of confidence. McClellan's a heck of a back. And Milrow Milrow may actually be an NFL running back in his own right. Not a quarterback, but an NFL running back, in my opinion. Uh, So it's going to be a tough get. Hostile crowd. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They're on a roll. They figured some things out. By the way, ESPN gives Arkansas a 9.6% chance to win this week. So do with that with what you want. So you're saying there's a chance. That's cool. Um, all right, right. Well, let's move on slim. To, to Arkansas. Yes, slim. Arkansas State and, uh, you know, got their come up. It's a little bit against a very talented Troy team. I didn't realize that 18 starters back. Coach Jones told us mm-hmm. that yesterday, but we knew it was going to be a tall order. But you look at the rest of their schedule, Coach, I think there, there's certainly an argument to be made that they've got, you know, a, a bold potential with what's left on the calendar. You get a bye week this week, and we talked to mm-hmm. Coach Jones about that a little bit yesterday when he was at the Touchdown Club. But, uh you know, I guess I wasn't shocked the way things went at Troy. It's a good football team. Very good football team and a great band, by the way. I mentioned that last week. Um, yep. You know, the thing about it, though, is they found their quarterback. Yeah, they struggled on the road this week. I mean, they only had about 200 yards of offense. Uh, but they do have the open open week. They got a chance to heal and get well, do some rehabilitation, get back in the weight room, uh, work with some player development with your down-the-line guys. Give your starters some rest. Bring them back at the end of the week. Get them going. Put together a great game plan. Appalachian State is their next opponent. They have to play this week um, against Coastal. I mean, uh, Coastal Carolina's next uh, is the next opponent. They play Appalachian State, so 
you know, they're, they're, they're focused on App State right now. ASU can focus on Coastal Carolina. And this is not a vintage Coastal Carolina team. So, and I believe they have them at home next week, and we'll talk about that game. They do. It's homecoming. But as a whole, yeah, it's homecoming. That's right. So as a whole, I would think at this point in the season, at 3-3, three and three, Arkansas State has exceeded expectations to this point, in my view. In my view. Now, let's see what they do with the back half of the season. But they've got their quarterback now. They know what they can and can't do. Uh, again, they've got some games, as you mentioned, uh, down the road here that uh, are winnable games. So I don't think that five or six is out of the question uh, uh, for the Red Wolves. Well, I hope you're right. That would be fantastic. Uh, let's turn the page to what's happening in Conway. And, and Coach, I was telling somebody, I guess the only other game I've been where I was like, I don't think there's a chance, and they found a way, was there was a Sam Houston game years ago where you guys scored and then got an onside and scored again against a really good Sam Houston team. But even that didn't, you know, paled in comparison to what we saw on Saturday. 30-6 to going into the fourth quarter. Have you ever been a part of anything like that before? Absolutely not. I've been a few. A part, I've been on the other side of a couple of collapses yeah. against Colorado yeah. and and Ole Miss, where we had the lead, uh, you know, uh, deep into the game and, and lost uh, one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the University of Central, if not the greatest, in my opinion. And I've spent 14 years there in the history of that storied program. And congratulations to Coach Brown and staff. Obviously, the players, they never let go of the rope. You know, the weather cooled in Conway, but the Bears came out of hibernation just in time, late the fourth quarter, and what a fourth quarter was, and, you know, McIlvain, 400 yards passing, Butler Barnes, Cam Robinson, the young receiver, he's got a uh, Whitehall, uh, I believe. Uh, Richmond yep. showed up big. Uh, they did contain uh, uh, Powell, uh, so that's something that they've got to look at. How do, how are people going to now play Sean Derrick, you know, in the run game? But uh, but the receivers got off, and the defense made timely plays, interceptions. Uh, you know, a bunch of 50-50 catches. Uh, you know, everything went right, and congratulations to the Bears. That that right there can propel you into one of those very, very, very special seasons. And, uh, you know, a lot of people left the game early, from what I understand. Uh, but those that stayed were treated to one of the greatest games in Central Arkansas football history. I have jumped on people over the years about leaving the Miracle on Markham. It was an ugly game, but, I mean, to leave that game, I was like, there's still a shot, and it wasn't like out of hand by any means. I never understood people left that game. If you left after three quarters the other night in Conway, I can't hardly get on to you. But, yeah, you're right. The people that stuck around, they were treated to one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen or probably will ever see. And this week, obviously, SFA, a team that they're going to be uh, pretty desperate, too. And, and they this is a weird game because they're playing a conference team, but it's not a conference game. So it's not going to count because they had this game on the schedule already. So I don't know. It's a weird deal. Right. but. Anyway, it doesn't make any difference. Everybody's looking to win the game, and it's obviously for the Bears trying to get to their fifth win and, and take a break, and they got their bye week coming up, so we'll see. Well, it's a big game for UCA because it has playoff implications. I mean, you need all the, you right. know, the, the Texas college game didn't count. Uh, obviously, the SEMO mm-hmm. game was a non-conference game, but it counted as a Division One win. So they need to start racking up Division One wins to be, you know, playoff uh, postseason eligible. So. This is a big one. Uh, it's in Conway. You know, we got to get back down to earth, right? We got to get Coach Brown's got to get get uh, get them planted firmly back in the ground. And you know, Stephen yeah. F's coming in as you mentioned, a desperate team. They're they're three and three overall, but uh, they just hadn't put all their pieces together. They lost out at Utah Tech last week. Now they will come in with an impressive looking football team. They're going to have some dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their quarterback uh, Meyer is a transfer from Tennessee, and you know, mm-hmm. he's six five, two hundred forty yeah. pounds. I mean, he's a big, good-looking dude. If they can get him moving around, it's not very accurate. If they can get him moving around and get him off the spot, which they have the ability yeah. to do, it could be a long night for the Lumberjacks. Uh, but so. this is a this is a great opportunity for them to get another Division One win. Fifty-five percent in uh, eight interceptions so far in the year. So let's hope that continues. All right, let's talk about D two coach. And again, I mean, we're really talking about big. two and a half schools, I guess, at this point, like usual. Well, really, I mean, you got you got the four Arkansas schools. You know, last week uh, Tech got their second win. Congratulations for them. Uh, they've got UAM this week, but all eyes are in uh, in Searcy, Arkansas. Uh, OBU undefeated in Great American play against Harding, who I picked Eli to win the conference. So uh, we'll find out uh, what happens this Saturday. It's a big game, and then you got two one-loss teams. SAU's been sneaky good this year. Uh, they've got one loss, and they play at one loss Henderson State. So. Uh, 
there's some separation there. There'll be even more separation, I think, on uh, on Saturday. Yeah. But again, the big game, uh, not just here in Arkansas, but has national implications. Right, is Washita Baptist at Harding. Yep, D two uh, game, probably game of the week, six o'clock kick up in Searcy for those who are inclined. Uh, we got to hit a break here pretty quick, but uh, real quick on high school. Wes, what's our what's our big games this week? It's a uh, honestly, it's a bad week uh, schedule wise. Not a lot of good games, Coach. I, I think there's one that jumps out, and it's uh, well, there's some in Northwest Arkansas that are really. Big. Oh yeah, oh, there's uh, a big one in Northwest Arkansas. I'd go Dumas and Warren. I think uh, that's that's probably for uh, uh, the uh, conference championship. Well, well, it, it, well, Dumas plays Star City, but Warren's at Not Dewitt Dumas. or Dewitt. Yeah, DeWitt. Sorry, wrong yeah, B. DeWitt. DeWitt. Yeah. yeah, and 4A, Warren at DeWitt. Huge implications there. Marion at West Memphis. Big implications in 6A. and 5A, Pine Bluff trying to rebound at Whitehall. And then probably the biggest game in the state, Bentonville at Fayetteville. And that will obviously have seeding implications. Bentonville scored 84 points last week. It's hard to score 84 points against Air. Against Air. And uh, mm-hmm. so that'll be a big game in 7A. But, uh, you know, now we're starting to get into some rivalry games and that kind of thing, and a lot of them have conference and district implications. So uh, um, every one of the divisions has you – know, but I'm looking at that Warren DeWitt game. You're right, Wes. Coach, we got to run. I appreciate the time. Thanks to our friends at Farm Brothers Flying Service. And we will catch you hopefully in person next week. Uh, look forward to it. Yeah, I want to thank Lance Gasaway and all the guys there at the office, all, all the people at, uh, at Farm Brothers. Really appreciate them, and I'll be in next week, guys. Sounds good. All right, that is Clint Conk on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. By the way, our Birch Street Communities High School Game of the Week this week, Clinton at CAC, and the Mustangs continue to find a way to win close games, which a lot of people would argue, Wes, that's a sign of good coaching. And uh, I would say that Coach is doing a great job over there. Um, but they've been talking about some other schools losing close games and maybe pointing the finger at the coach. So, I don't know. We are going out to CAC this afternoon to talk with Coach Howard yep. uh, because they now control their own destiny. No, they don't. After beating Pottsville last No one last controls week. their own destiny. Destiny has no bearing on what you do. That's all on its own. The the destiny is predetermined. They can do with it whatever they need. They can win the championship if they don't lose anymore is what your point is. Yeah. I got that. You're okay. in control. You're in control of Guatney Chevrolet right now. They have some great deals, and they need to sell some cars. So, yeah, you control your destiny at Guatney Chevrolet. You can go out there and get a great deal. I mean, financing rates, awesome right now. Uh, no payments for the, rest of the, uh, for the rest of the year. Don't worry about a payment until January. Silverados, they got plenty of those. You need a truck, go to Guatney Chevrolet and get you a Silverado. Check out the Watt website. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory. Find that truck, that Equinox, that car, the SUV, SUV you want. Then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Remember, they're going to pay you top dollar for the vehicle you're driving right now. They need quality cars, trucks, SUVs. They're selling those pre-owned vehicles left and right, so they need to replenish their inventory. Head on over to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Go see our friends at Quatney Chevrolet. You know that crushing feeling when you click print on your PC and the doggone machine just won't print? Well, I fix that. Hello, my name's Tim Stanley. I'm the new owner of Business World, a TDS IT company. We're an IT company with a long history in the imaging channel, and I fix the printer conflict by using my Arkansas-based IT help desk. Call us at 501-374-7000 for more details on how a true IT-managed services company running your business will keep all your printers and scanners up and running all the time. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Rock and roll sushi. You want the VIP roll. Shrimp tempura. Crab stick. Cream cheese. Cajun crawfish. Baked crab meat. Jalapeno spicy mayo sweet chili. Eel sauce and crunchy flakes. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. 
I thought I was going to have to go through a hip replacement or some painful, unsuccessful surgery or be crippled the rest of my life. Electrical engineer Dan Vogler had awful arthritic pain in his hips, pain that not only affected him physically, but also emotionally, and it spilled over even to his relationships. I was almost mean. If you're in pain and other people don't sympathize with it, you're lashing out at the wrong people. But then Dan found QC Kinetics with the latest advances in regenerative medicine, non-surgical treatments with lasting relief. I felt immediate relief. I mean, within half a day, much of the inflammation and pain was down. And today, Dan says he's totally pain-free, living the life he wants. At the end of the fourth treatment, I felt pretty much healed and enthused and was raving about QC Kinetics. I can recommend them highly to anyone. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. You're listening to the dumbest radio show in America. Hey, Shots, it's actually after 10 a.m. now. My apologies. You're listening to the smartest radio show in America. The Zone with Justin Acri and Westmore is back. Goofing off, sorry. Start getting sidetracked. Yeah, it's your fault. It's exactly right. Uh, anyway, back here at Burns Park, I'm about to hand it off and uh, certainly appreciate everybody uh, being with us today. We're going to have a short segment here, talk to Coach Conk for a while there, but uh, fall golf tournament. Thanks again to Tito's. Haven't thought, uh, talked about them enough yet, but uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, we appreciate Mac and the crew over there. They've been great sponsors of a lot of our cool events, and we appreciate them immensely. Double B's, Michelob Ultra. We are sitting in the, uh, whatever this building's called, the Big Round Building, Heritage Building. Smells like Corky's in here. You know why? Because there's Corky's in here. They're going to have lunch for us here coming up in a bit. So looking forward to that. Got to thank Corky's and Joe Klein. Our friends at Sonic brought breakfast out. Southern Floor Coating, Cellular Data Solutions. I heard uh, Eford's out there lighting it up. Really? Shot a 67 this week. Yeah, he's back. Wow. He's back from his back. He had a little uh, little health issue, uh, but he's obviously doing okay. Anyway, we're glad to be here, and I hope you're glad to be listening in. Coming up, the Red White Report, we got Zach Williams going to join us on the other side. Razorback D lineman, Pat Bradley, Eli Craner. Busy day in the zone. Looking for somewhere new downtown to hang out with all of your friends for football? Then there's only one place, and that's Little Rock's newest neighborhood sports bar, The Busker, on South Main. The Busker features an upscale bar menu with great beer, wine, and cocktail selections, as well as weekday happy hours from 4 till 7 and late nights from 10 till close. So watch all your favorite college and NFL games on the Sunday ticket this fall, where you won't miss a minute.